0: Brian Scalabrini, who joins us on the Harbor One Hotline. He's brought to you by Shaw's and Star Market. Bringing people together around the joys of food by John Sewer and Drain Cleaning. The name to know when your drains don't flow. And by Dr. Matthew Lopresti at Leonard Hair Transplant Associates. The hair doctor of Tommy Curran at 1-800-GET-HAIR. Uh, Scal joins us, as we mentioned, on the Harbor One Hotline. Uh, we're a little down, at least Mego and myself, Scal, on the scoring record for LeBron. Did that... Uh, Did that change anything for you last night? How do you feel about LeBron setting the scoring record?
1: Yeah, I'm not one of those guys. I mean, this is – it's a longevity record. You know, just like John Stockton's assist record is a longevity record, which is, by the way, in today's uh, day and age where guys get hurt, guys sit out, seasons, uh, load management, all that stuff – like I give him all the credit in the world for for being out there playing all these games, all these minutes. But you know, like um, it's all—I mean, all those all-time records are all longevity records. So I, uh, but it doesn't mean now, like like the greatest player of all time is Michael Jordan to me. If uh, I'm not—I don't feel like I'm a LeBron hater. I think he's the second best player of all time, just because like, he scored the most, more than Kareem. That makes him. Um, the greatest player, like, I kind of judge those those elite, like, all-time great Mount Rushmore players based off of championships.
0: Scal, we are under 24 hours away from the trade deadline, so are you hearing anything? Is there any buzz about a big move, or should we expect a little bit more tweaking, if anything, with this roster?
1: Well. You know, like when I do these things, I only give you what my opinion is, and I think you guys know I'm like all in on Jakobertel. I would I would take Nas Reed, but I think we need a big. I think we need a big for this year. I think we need a big for next year, and I think it's a little bit different than probably the way that most people see it. Like I'm, I'm I think that to to win in the playoffs, it's a physical game. It's a it's a aggressive game. It's it's uh it's one in the paint. It's one in the restricted area. So. I would love for the Celtics to go out there, you know, uh, maybe trade a first-round pick, maybe a player, and going out there and getting a big. I don't know if they'll do that. There might be a little bit of divide of what the, the Celtics think they need or want or, or whatever it is. So um, we'll find out if they do it. But uh, if, if I'd be ecstatic if they could add a little bit more size to, you know, kind of bridge the gap between now and the playoffs or bridge the gap between now and we when we face – like tonight we're facing a Joel Embiid in the playoffs or a Giannis Antetokounmpo in the playoffs or even like Nikola Jokic in the playoffs. So I, that's where I stand on all this. But, you know, I'm not the one that writes the, the luxury tax bill, and I'm not the one <laughs> that has to put him in the game and figure out ways to play him and make him – whoever you go out there and get and make it valuable for the person writing the check of the luxury tax bill. Scal, it's easy for us to talk about guys to trade and people to bring in and stuff like that, but one thing we're not as uh, up to speed on maybe as you are is the chemistry in the locker room. We talk about, you know, how this team has a lot of point guards. Would moving, obviously Marcus Smart's a, a huge piece of this team and a huge part of the makeup and the chemistry. The other three, though, Brogdon, White, Peyton Pritchard, is there any sort of fear that if you move on from one of those guys yeah. it may disrupt the locker room uh, too much? I mean, I can, first of all, the, um, the Brogdon, White, Smart, like there's none of those guys with a team, the way that they're playing right now should be traded. I mean, the conversation is Peyton Pritchard. Should Peyton Pritchard be traded? I don't know. It depends on how you feel. Like Peyton Pritchard is valuable to this team. He's won some games for this team. Peyton Pritchard deserves as well as he's played in his career. He deserves an opportunity to play and to play and show the league what he can do. You know, there is a business aspect of this, as you guys probably figured out with Kyrie just the other day. So, you know, like, uh, do I think Peyton Pritchard can help this team? Yeah. Do I think it's probably better for Peyton Pritchard to play to play on another team and get an opportunity to play and maybe, you know, make some noise in a playoffs as a rotational player? Yeah. And will Peyton Pritchard being traded mess up the locker room? I don't think so because I think yeah, everybody on this team – would respect the fact that the, the Brad Stevens and the coaching staff or whoever decided, you know, we're going to do what's right for Peyton, which is give him a chance so he can go out there and do the best for himself and his family. So I know, like, players use that term all the time, and, you know, it's like the difference between 20 million and 25 million, but this wouldn't, this, if Peyton Pritchard goes to a different team, it'd be a it'll, uh, his trajectory of his life. Earnings, basketball earnings, could change dramatically based off how he would play in the next X amount of months. In the next uh, for whatever team he's on,
0: Scal. I'm curious, uh, what's different about broadcasting a game with uh, Mike Gorman versus Sean Grandy? How does how does that change for you? I I, I want to know what the difference is working with yeah. those two because I've been a part of some Grandy broadcasts in the past. There's not a there's not a lot of words you can get in Edgewise there. So what what's the well, difference no. in those two?
1: <laughs> yeah, you gotta like um. Mike Gorman is, is orchestra, like, or, he makes music and he pauses and he does that, right? Grandy's auto-tune? Brandy's, well, no, you gotta, <laughs> you got to jump in there. And he'll, by the way, he's got a great break. Like, if you ever notice, like, he could be into his thing and he'll stop. if, uh, if Not just me, anybody. Like, I, I haven't heard a lot of Max. I'm always on TV, so I'm not listening to the radio. But, like, one thing about Grandy, like, you just, I had to learn it after the third game. You have to elbow your way in there. Like, oh yeah, Randy is going to do his thing. You got to get in there and do it, do your thing with him, and it just takes a little bit of time. Mike is the opposite of that. Mike just lets the game unfold, and the and the viewer, you know, you guys are obviously really smart. If you're watching the game, you know, like the ball is crashing over half court, so it's just a different feel. And I, at first, I was a little taken back by it, but I think it was the Toronto game. You know, like, I just took an extra two shots of espresso, went in there, and was like, you know what, I'm going to carve out my own space. And nice. I, think the, I think the Toronto game was amazing. And I think since then, and it had nothing to do with Sean, Sean didn't change, it was me. I had to be, like, more aggressive, and I had to jump in there more than when I do it with Mike Gorman. And Mike Gorman is just talking and letting the game kind of uh, dictate it unfold, and he would give you a lot, of, a lot of space to get in there and, and talk. It's just different, which is not bad, by the way.
0: There you go. Uh, we're tightening to Brian Scalabrini. Scal, you said something the other day after Kyrie was traded. I'm oh, wondering yeah. if you've evolved on this thought or if you're digging down deeper, putting your foot down on this, uh, that the Nets are in a better position now without Kyrie with Spencer Dinwiddie uh, than they were before the trade in order to make a run at the championship. Do you still feel that way?
1: Yeah, I mean, as long as Kevin Durant's happy, of course. Like, I don't... I'm. I have only been consistent. I don't know how long you guys have listened to me talk on radio hits or done these radio hits. The playoffs, like, it's a a big, strong, physical, versatile game. The more guys you have at guarding, like guarding Jalen, Jason, Giannis, Drew Holiday, Chris Middleton – you know, the best of the best, even like a James Harden or, you know, if you get a guy that could switch out a switch onto a Joel Embiid for a second, the better off you're going to be. Kyrie, it was not going to be that. Now listen, it's just the way that I look at basketball and I get it. Like in 2016, the league was a lot different. There was, there was less switching going on. You had more double big lineups, more traditional. You can dance around uh, small guys because, Like, not everyone had crazy amounts of skill, but the way the game is played right now, you better be versatile. And if you, as a coach, have to coach around one guy defensively, that dude better be able to drop 35 or 40 points nightly, not once in a while. So if Kevin Durant is all in on this, yes, the Brooklyn Nets are bigger. They just match up with the Celtics better now than they did when they had Kyrie on the team. And if 10 games, ten wins in a row – doesn't explain that to people, and they're still enamored by Kyrie's handle, which is sick. I get it. Then, you know, like then you just see playoff basketball differently, differently than I see playoff basketball. All right. Well,
0: we'll agree to disagree on that. But if Cam Thomas keeps putting up forty points a night, maybe okay. I, uh, maybe I got to rethink it. He was Brian Scalabrini. He wait, joins wait, wait, wait. Us- Hold
1: on here. Hold on. Hold on. Whoa, 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 whoa. You think you think that with Kyrie Irving, the Nets are better? Be yes. Uh, no, I. Do You think they have a better chance of beating the Celtics with yes. him or without him? With oh my god! All right, then we differ.
0: We do. I mean, they only beat him two years ago in the playoffs with Kyrie Irving. But yes, nah, I, you I can't do. Count. Oh I do feel god. that way. Yeah, oh you well, can't count. Why can't you like count Kyrie that? Kyrie
1: made a big shot in 2016. We're going to still say like he's dangerous. It was like eight it's only, years ago. It was only two years ago.
0: He came in and stomped on the logo, but that's okay. He, he just beat well, them. Seems, I think. I, mean, I think they, have, I think a they disaster, have a better. Definitely. I think they have a better chance with Kyrie no, he has not won since then. That's true. Uh, Scal, we'll talk to you next Wednesday. All right. Sounds good. See ya.